Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. It says in verse 1 there, when you go to war against your enemies and you see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them because the Lord our God who brought you out of Egypt will be with you. When you are about to go into battle, the priest shall come forward and address the army. He shall say, Here, Israel, today you are going to battle against your enemies. Do not faint heart or afraid. Do not panic or be terrified by them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. I'm going to preach on victory in Jesus. God, I pray right now, God, that your power and your anointing would touch every heart, touch every mind in this place, God. And today I would just be a vessel, God, used for your glory and your purpose, Father. I pray, God, the words that you have given me, God, would touch hearts today, God, and would speak to people, God, and they would be changed forever, God. I give you glory. I give you honor for what you are, have already done and what you are going to do today. Thank you, Jesus. You are awesome, and you are worthy to be praised. You may be seated. I read that on a, out of the NIV, so a lot of you probably looked at it like, what is he reading out of? Yes, I read it out of the NIV, and it is victory in Jesus. It always amazes me on how God ordains the service. Because I did not talk to Brianna. She did. I did not know what the lineup was for the songs. But we sung about victory today. Because somebody needs that victory today. We can have victory every day and have power over Satan. Making your steps count in Jesus. Victory today, if you put your faith and your trust in him and everything you do will give you victory. Jesus is victory. Never go back to your old life. If you have trust and you're believing who he said he is, have faith that he is making that way. Sometimes it may not look like we're headed in the right direction. Sometimes our eyes are looking through our eyes, but we need to look through his eyes and see victory because he is victory. Pray that God gives you that revelation today. He conquered death, he conquered hell, and he conquered the grave for you and I. When you get that revelation, you will see your victory. 
He is faithful. Jesus is faithful. And he will never leave you. The best is yet to come. Because we have a hope that that one day he's coming back for his bride. And I want that day to come sooner than ever. Because I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to see my king of kings and my lord of lords. Oh, what a day that will be. The best is yet to come. We may have issues. You may have problems. But if you're walking with God, nothing is impossible. Oh, I appreciated that word today from Brother Matson. How powerful the new birth identity. We have an identity when we took on his name. We took on his name in baptism. We took on his name when we received the gift of the Holy Ghost. When you have that, you can have victory. And today can be your victory if you don't. Because today he can fill you. Today you can receive it. Today is the day of salvation. Today you can have that. We need to hold on to that. We need to never lose that sight, that focus, that focus on victory because we're walking with him. He is going to walk besides us in that battle. God may be convicting you of things that you don't look like maybe somebody else, maybe not have that conviction, but it might be convicting you. You need to turn and you to be sensitive to the spirit. That's what that spirit inside you does. Not looking through the world. You need to look at Jesus. Jesus went to the cross for us. He took on victory at the cross. Now in 1 Samuel, we're going to turn to 1 Samuel 17. We see the story of David facing Goliath. Let's turn to 1 Samuel 17, 4 through 7. Let's read a, uh, let's read a little bit about the story. 1 Samuel 14, I'm sorry, 1 Samuel 17, verse 4 through 7. 1 Samuel 17, 4 through 7. It says, and there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath. Those height was six cubits and span, and he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and weighed of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass, and he had Greaves of brass upon his leg and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a river's beam. And his spear's head weighed about 600 shackles of iron. And one bearing a shield went before him. Man, this, this, was, this was a lot based on this description. There's no question that Goliath was big and he was a giant. 
He imposed undefeated and prepared for battle. He was prepared for battle. We know that many Israelites were afraid of him and did not want to face him in battle. He was just too intimidating and well-equipped to destroy. Now let's turn now to 1 Samuel 17 and a little bit further down. Uh, let's read a little bit more of that story. From verse 37 through 47. 1 Samuel 17, 37 through 47. It says, David was moreover the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of brass upon his head also, and he armed him with the coat of mail. And David girdled his, girdled his sword into his armor, and he assessed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off, pulled them off of him. And he took his staff in his hand, and he chose him five smooth stones out of the brook, and put them in the shepherd's bag which he had. And even in the script of the sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistines, and the Philistines come on and drew near unto David. And the man that beard the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he dis disdained him, and he was but youth and rutted and fair countenance. And Philistine said unto David, I am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And Philistine cursed David by his gods. And Philistine said to David, Come to me, I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and the beast of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with sword and spear and with the shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. These day, this day will be the Lord deliver thee my hand and will smite thee and thy hand, thy head from thee. And I will give thy carcasses of the host to the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wind of the beast of the earth, that all of earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give it unto our hands. For 40 days this giant Philistine came and messed with the Israelites. And for 40 days, no one stepped forward to the battle line. They did not step forward and they were not, they did not want to go to battle. There could be no victory in that instance because there was no one willing to go to battle. 
the only way the children of Israel would attain victory would be if someone would step up to the line to defeat the giant. Finally, after 40 days, a young shepherd boy named David, he came and he stepped up and he would slay the Philistine giant just like he defeated the wild beast that attacked his father's sheep. When David understood was that the smaller victories led to the vic bigger victories. He so recognized that his work was in the field preparing him for the Goliath. Sometimes we're going through those small victories because we have to go through the small victories because we're going to face the giants in our life sometimes. We have to go to battle sometimes. We have to step up to the line. And guess what? Jesus is going to be right there. He's going to walk with you right beside you. But you have to step up to the line and defeat your giant. You have to defeat your giant. Not because David was stronger, because definitely he was not stronger, but because David had a God that was on his side. Small victories build confidence in recognizing which armor and tools are effective. This confidence is not pride, but it's the ability to trust your armor. Trust your armor. This is our armor. This is our armor. We need to pray. We need to fast. We need to read the word of God. And that is our armor. You see, Jesus gave us the ability to fight our giants with our sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. To emphasize David's confidence in his tools, he had the tools because when he raised his hands, he said, I cannot walk by myself. I need to walk with my God and my God will lead me into victory. He will lead you into victory. For what he put on was not tested. Those armor that he put on was not tested. Saul's armor did not work. Saul's armor was not spiritually fit for David. Human technology and human wisdom does not win the battle. We need to remember to always keep God's armor on and walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. As you see David here, he said, I will not fight with man's armor. I will trust in my God and his armor. Too often we try to walk in our own strength instead of walking in Jesus' 
and in faith. Our own strength, yes, our own strength sometimes is too heavy. Sometimes we do it alone. And guess what? That armor is heavy because we're trying to do it ourselves. And we cannot do it ourselves, church. We need to rise above it. And we need to say, Jesus is victory. And that's why I can walk with him every step of the way. King's armor was made originally for Saul. David's original tools was less with the armor, but with God. God's armor. Just because someone worked for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Everybody has different battles. Everybody has to go and use their armor that's going to work for them. It might You might have to pray different. You might have to fast different. You might have to read your word more. You might have to pray more because your giant is different than that other person's giant. You have to remember that. Every giant is different. Knowing the tools that Jesus has given you will build your confidence. You can have security and victory and stick with the tools and the armor that God gave you. We know how the story goes with David. He showed up and he killed the giant. He was victorious. This is what victory is about. Victory is specific and is particular. It is. Victory in every different person is different than the next person. There are some giants that people need to kill in their life. And they are particular for that person. They might be particular for me and they might be particular for you. You need sometimes to make sure you're killing that giant and taking its head off because it will kill you sometimes if you don't. You need to kill your giant. In defying the resolution of immediate conflict, we are engaging in victorious warfare. The tools that we are are using prayer, fasting, reading our Bible. All these things are helping us build confidence in ourselves. But the tools that we are using are the tools that Jesus gave us for victory. One of those ways that can be defeated about victory is think that we are victorious, not making it on our own. We are not victorious because of ourself. When, we when we're factoring that in like David, we can only be victorious because of him. Victory in Jesus. We are called to be victorious. We are equipped to be victorious. Victory is ours when we step out of fear. You need to sometimes step out of fear. Because you're not killing your giant. Because you're in fear. When we stop believing the lies of the enemy, 
what he tells us. We use our tools and we defeat the enemy. Victory is sometimes only possible when we're going through that battle and on the battlefield. We need to sometimes go through that battle. I'm sorry, sometimes it is. It's, it's tough sometimes. But guess what? We need to be prepared and always have our armor on and be ready to fight your giant. Be ready to fight your giant because guess what? The giants will come and we need to take down the giants. We need to take down our giants. Too often, we try to walk again on our own strength. Can't do that. We need to rely on our faith in Jesus. Our battle can be won. Like Goliath was for David. Let's turn to Romans 6, 18. Romans 6, 18. It says, being then made free from sin, ye become the servants of righteousness. In this scripture proclaims that we have been set free from sin and made slaves to righteousness. And that is where freedom comes when Christ has set us free. When we win that battle, Guess what? When we kill our giant, guess what happens? We are set free because we killed the giant. Let's turn to Galatians 5 and 1. Galatians 5 and 1. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in liberty, wherewith Christ had made us free. And we are entangled again with the yoke of bondage. This scripture also are pointing to the truth to ensure our freedom in Jesus. We might have achieved victory by using our tools, but for us, the only way to be free from sin is to surrender all to Jesus. We need to surrender everything, our life, is surrounded in victory if we surrender everything. There is no other way around it. If you want to be free from sin, guess what? You have to go to battle sometimes. You have to go to battle because Jesus is sometimes putting that giant in front of you because he's seeing if you are going to go to battle to overcome that giant. And he will be there right beside you with my opening text. God will walk beside you in the battle and he is going to fight for you. He's going to fight with you. But sometimes he's waiting for you to step up to the line. Step up to the line and fight. Fight because we are trying to make heaven our home and we need to fight with everything in us to make heaven our home. And we need to fight with those battles because guess what happened? After that battle becomes, we become before victorious, victorious. And guess what happens when we are victorious? We are gonna, we are going to be ready when people come in and we need to be that person that they need to see a smile on their face 
because we are not living in the battle. We got past the battle and we are living in freedom. Jesus is waiting for you to take off the head of your giant today. You may got a knockdown, but guess what? You're getting back up and you're claiming total victory when you kill your giant. It may be that one little thing that's holding you back. Because guess what? There's a lot of giants sometimes in people's life. It may be your attitude. You may need an adjustment. Or maybe something in your life that you're convicted of that God is pressing you to get rid of. Sometimes life might be different than the next person because God needs you to stop something in your life that you may be going through and it's holding you back from growing in him. And that's what your giant unite might need to think. They might need to kill. Sometimes people think that giants are just, they're just trials. They're just things you go through. Nuh-uh. The giants sometimes can be your attitude. It can be you need an attitude adjustments. You need to line up yourself with righteousness. You need to line up yourself with truth. And guess what? That could be somebody's giant. It might be, yeah, you might be going through the storm. You might be all kinds of things are falling and out of place and you, things are going on. But guess what? That is when you need to step up and you need to get in the word. You need to pray. You need to fast. And you will kill that giant and take its head off. You need to kill the giants in your life. Remember what it says in the word. We fight not against principalities and powers. No, we fight not against flesh and blood. Said that wrong. We fight not against flesh and blood, but we fight against principalities and powers because we are fighting a spiritual battle. It is a spiritual battle. And that we are in the flesh, but we need to get out of the flesh and we need to step out in the spirit. Remember what it says I may God knock down sometimes. But guess what? We are victorious because people have got down, knocked down in the word of God. But you are living in victory if you continue to get back up. You will have true victory when you think about making heaven your home every day. Transformish, transformation happens when we live in victory. Transformation happens when we live in victory. All right, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50 through 57. This is my last scripture here. 1 Corinthians 15, 50 through 57. It says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you your majesty. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, 
in a twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trump shall sound and the dead shall rise incorruptible when, and we shall be changed. For this incorruptible must put on incorruption and mortality put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall be put in incorruption, then this mortality shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your string? Oh, grave, where is your victory? The sting of the death of sin and the strength of the sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which give us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can have victory every day because we know we are just passing through this world and we have victory because we are waiting for that day when the trumpet sounds and we will be caught up in glory. That is the day when we see, hey, victory. We are having victory because of that. Every day you can have victory, if you could please stand. When you get to a place where you realize you can't have victory without Jesus, you will have a life set free and live victorious. We as the people of the name need to stand our ground and put Satan in its place. Are you living a life rooted in victory today or are you living a life striving for victory? If you are follower of Jesus, victory has already been won for you Victory has already been won. Victory over your past hurts, over your brokenness, over your setbacks, over the hurdles in your life. You are a child of the King of Kings. When you get your victory, now you can walk confidently in freedom. You can walk confidently in freedom when you get your victory. When you get to that place, when you're taking down your giant, you can walk in freedom. Jesus paid the price on Calvary for you and me. The victory that Jesus won for our lives on inside, that's inside of you. When he filled you with his power and his spirit, Living a life rooted in victory where you have true peace. Yes, you can have true peace because you had victory. You can have true freedom and you can have true joy. It is the one opportunity we have to bring heaven to earth because we have that spirit in us that is defeating Satan. to bring Jesus in a hopeless situation. His light 
into the darkness. You see, Jesus has already given you that victory. You just need to claim it today. You need to step up to the line and defeat your giant or your giants today. Yeah, sometimes we might go down that bumpy road, but at the end of the road, there's victory. No one else is going to give you victory but Jesus. He is victory. Jesus is victory. Jesus, I pray today, God, as we open the altars today, I pray, God, that the giants that are in people's life, that they would step up to the line and they would take down their giants and they would defeat them today. Take off the head of that giant. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.